Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 56. Thank you for listening. Please make sure you five-star rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, This week we have a lot of exciting news as far as a market update, what's been going on in the markets. We'll also talk about what's going on in the business and finance news updates for the past week. Finally, we will also get into our interview. We actually have an interview. Before the interview, we'll get into the question of the week. Uh, talking about um, divorce and how you handle finances in that situation. And then we will get into our interview uh, talking politics and finance. And we have a great guest with the girl in the gov, Maddie and Sammy. So thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Market update. This week we're doing market update. What's in the news as always um, Thursday morning, stock futures are down. There was worse than expected jobless claims. Initial jobless claims ticked up a little bit more than economists predicted, um, and that is, you know, something that they didn't predict. But you know, all in all, you know, the markets year to date are still up. You know, the Nasdaq is leading the, the fray with tech and growth higher than the Dow and the S and P. Um, but generally, this is you know okay, par for the course. There could be some. Profit taking pullbacks in the near term, but that's par for the course, especially for long term investors. You shouldn't be too worried about that. Uh, you also saw earnings still coming through. You're having different earnings coming through. Second round of stimulus is being pushed around by policymakers in Washington. So, those are some of the things that are driving the markets currently. Um, and the biggest things, you also saw the um, price movements uh, with treasury yields, oil and gas prices. There's a cold winter storm in Texas. I don't even know who knows the historical context of that. When's the last time there's been a winter storm in Texas? Hope everyone is safe down there. I reached out to my clients down in that area. Um, And there's so much more going on. The GameStop saga, there's so much more going on. But we're going to talk about that now in our What's in the News update. First thing, Goldman Sachs, um, it's not an endorsement of it because I actually don't like robo-advisors. They're not tailored to you. They don't understand your needs. They don't understand your growth prospects. They don't let you have investment opportunities into single-play pure stocks. But Goldman Sachs, before, they only trailed to the ultra-wealthy. I, you know, Trust me, I know these people. I've actually interviewed with um, people that have ultra-wealth management. It's only $30 million and above. Right. So you have to have a yacht. You have to have be going to the Maldives all the time to invest. But now Goldman said, hey, we care about the little people now. Now they actually care. They say or they fake care about the little people. So they opened up a robo advising platform that is only going to put you, ask you a few questions, not really know anything about you and put you in ETFs and bond ETFs and, and things of that nature. And that's it. And and that's what they're trying to do to say, hey, we care about the little guys now. When they tailor, they're not going to put man or woman power behind it because they're not going to actually give you, give you a dedicated person. They're just going to put you into an algorithm that's going to spit out uh, a boilerplate template for a lot of a mass template for a lot of people. So that's what they're doing. Um, another big company news, Microsoft allegedly tried to buy Pinterest. And I'm actually interested in, on what Microsoft is doing. One, I like the CEO's moves. He's an aggressive um aggressive CEO. He goes after different acquisitions. They were in the fray with the TikTok US operations deal. Uh, and he's a Booth alum like myself. So I actually love, love that. But he's making moves. Um, I tried to do the Pinterest acquisition, obviously it didn't go through, but they're making aggressive pushes to expand 
their empire and what they're doing. And that's actually really impressive. Um, you're seeing, you're going to see a lot of tech companies try to make pushes into different areas to cover all bases and diversify, which is super, super important, especially in this new post, when we get to a post pandemic times of the new normal, what happens then uh, is super, super important. Other news, space travel, SpaceX, Elon Musk, everyone's favorite Tesla billionaire is SpaceX's other company completing an equity funding round of $850 million last week. People familiar with the deal said, and they told that to CNBC, uh, the company's valuation now is about $74 billion. So SpaceX is you know, raising money right now, um, and they have a large valuation. They're trying to obviously do things in space. New Frontier, people want to be going to space. I understand it. <laughs> so they're looking to raise money quickly, which obviously they're going to need all the funds they can get for doing something that's groundbreaking, an industry that's particularly groundbreaking, that has so much obstacles to overcome, but if done, it would be pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, but money's needed, infrastructure, production, all those things are needed to get this done. So that's what uh, they're going over. You know, Elon Musk and his other venture is trying to tackle uh, with SpaceX. Next up, we're praying for and hoping everyone in the South uh, that is dealing with the fearsome storm that rolled through Central and South U.S. is okay. There was power outages um, around, all around, you know, commercially in residential homes. Airlines had to cancel flights. Um, output for U.S. oil fell by one third and, and that, that made the price increase, obviously. Um, and so even Walmart and other retailers closed their stores in that region. That's unseen before and so we're praying everyone's safe down there because it's like people in the north were like okay it's snow but down there they're not obviously as accustomed to handling that uh, because it doesn't happen as often so that's something that we were making sure everyone is okay for and then hopefully you know next time this happens if it does happen there is better infrastructure in place for people um, in that sense so that is something that we're watching out for now we're going to retail pharmacies. Retail pharmacies are actually expected to, at filling prescriptions and performing flu shots, they are now helping, retail pharmacies are helping fill the COVID vaccine. They're helping fill in the gaps for the COVID vaccine. There's a lot of people saying that they couldn't have, they couldn't get the vaccine. They're trying to get it. They're out here. They're out there. Um, but now you're seeing retail pharmacies help fill in those gaps, help people get the vaccine, help make sure that um, people are well taken care of in that area. CVS and Walgreens have stepped up. Publix, Kroger, Rite Aid, um, they're trying to help fill in the gap, the vaccine distribution gap. So Walmart is also in, in the fray. So hopefully that will help the rollout of the vaccine and get us back to a better state quicker than normal. Um, and that's what you're, we're really, really hoping for. And our best case scenario is to get everyone back, get everyone that needs a vaccine vaccinated ASAP um, and, and get there quicker than normal. Uh, so that'll be good. That'll be good. So that's a quick, that was a quick news update. We have more going on and we're going to talk about it later in the interview setup. Um, but yeah, let's jump right in next to our question of the week. Uh, so thank you for listening to the news segment. Questions of the week. I love it. Questions of the week, folks. Let's go into um, the one that I saw online. I wanted to impart my wisdom on it, but um, it's an interesting question. Um, so 
Let's talk about it. So the right person writes in and says, I live in New Jersey, which is a community property state. My husband and I have had a rocky, very rocky relationship and are contemplating divorce for the second time. My parents are both elderly, but are in good health, thankfully. It's been, it's been suggested that when I die, that when they die, excuse me, the parents she's referring to, I will inherit some money, about 50000 plus an estimated $300,000 profit that would come from the sale of their home, which I would split with my sister. Is there a way I could put that in a trust or someplace where my husband will not be able to access it in the event that we actually file for a divorce? Um, so yeah, that's a great question. And actually something that as an advisor, I make sure to understand for clients that are, you know, contemplating that. Obviously, we know things happen in relationship, but you want to contemplate, you want to understand if you're protected in different things, how it is. So first thing to note is that inheritance is not treated as community property. Inheritance, we'll say it again, is not treated as community property. So in that sense, um, sh she would be protected. Um, community property refers to U.S. state level legal distinction that designated married individual as married individual assets. Any income and any real or personal property acquired by either spouse during a marriage are considered community property and thus belong to both partners of the marriage. But inheritance is not considered that. So in this situation, um, this individual would be protected by that. So there are some caveats, however. This rule only holds true. So as long as you have never gifted part of this um, potential inheritance to your spouse. Um, so when you have not, if you have not gifted, if you haven't promised it or gifted or put it into a joint account, um, then it's still not community property. And so you are still protected in that sense. So example, if you did gifted or put the inheritance in a, in a joint bank account then and that money stayed in the joint bank account for a significant period of time, then if there was a divorce, the court will likely treat it as joint assets and community properly, so split it evenly. So yeah, if you're thinking, you know, rough, you should, you know, rule of thumb, probably never commingle inherited access unless, you know, obviously, you know, that's, that's a more of a decision of, you know, the spouse or the partners. Um, if you obviously believe in love that, that you 100% can do that, but it's just understand the rules and regulations around that. It's something good to understand and good to to keep um, at the back of your mind. So shout out to all. We had Vita. This is sad to talk about um, uh, divorce on Vita. It was just a question I had seen. Um, so yeah, hey, I hope everyone's Valentine's Day was great. Um, enjoyed it. What'd you do? Tell me. Shoot a message. Let me know. Have fun. Were you um, relaxing by yourself with someone? Either way is great. Um, did you get your partner a present? What, what was it? What was it? I would like to know. All right. Send me a message. Let me know what you did. And let's move on to our next segment. All right, everyone. Quick update on myself. Um, Another good, exciting, um, busy week. Many, many. And I used to talk about this in my older podcast. Many, many New Street family getting involved, getting joined in. Uh, we're, we're happy to have. And I mean, if there's people in your network that want dedicated advice, it's going to help them. Nothing's nothing easy. I think people have a misconception, a... Um, you know, it's and it's not in a bad way, but investors are currently spoiled in this new environment where people think different things. But if your understanding of a long-term approach and want retirement planning, that's what New Street's here for, not here for the other stuff. Um, but that's what we're here for, and that's what we've been helping a lot of great people set themselves up uh, for that. So, welcome to the new new people into this family. Um, and there's a concept that we're going to discuss, you know, which is 
government and finance. So obviously you have the Reddit, uh, the Reddit, GameStop, Citadel, uh, Robinhood, Capitol Hill hearing today, which would be Thursday. Um, and I'm actually going to be talking about it on CNBC tonight, 6 to 7 Eastern. If you are um, available to listen to it, I was on last night. Got to speak to you know people that some of, a lot of people follow Gary V and ask him a little bit more about cryptocurrency, digital scarcity, uh, NFTs, and non fungible tokens, and the new frontier that is those areas. So if you're able to listen to tonight, you'll see me on CNBC discussing more about the new retail trader, the new investor, which is good. And I don't want to take away from the fact that like the, the overall net effect of this like euphoria of people trying to day trade and stuff is that more people will be paying attention to their finances. Obviously, a lot of people will be hurt through this um, and risking things that they don't need to risk, but they think they do because other people uh, are inducing them or seducing them, whatever you want to call it, to do so. But um, I think it's interesting nonetheless. And you have the intersection between government, politics, finance. It's all intertwined. There's going to be new regulations, new things come about. With that said, I was able to interview uh, Maddie and Sammy from the Girl in the Gov podcast. And what they're doing is really special. They're intertwining, you know, the, the women and, and politics and getting people, not only women, but people more involved in not only state and local politics, but federally, federal politics, helping them understand the first steps to getting more involved in what politics, regulations, how that plays a part in their lives and how to get involved. And so I was able to interview them to hear their how they started, what they're up to, what their visions and goals are for the podcast, uh, for their podcast and their community in the future. So I hope you guys really enjoy this interview. You know we don't do a lot of interviews um, on the Your Money Your Life podcast. We're trying to make sure that people we bring on have great insight, and these two do. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, share this podcast with many other people. This is great insight for a lot of people trying to understand them some things. Um, and we'll talk next week, but enjoy the interview. Into Your Money Your Life podcast, uh, two special guests with us today. So we have the Girl in the Gov podcast, the Girl in the Gov team, um, Maddie and Sam are going to, you know, really fill us all in on what they're doing, what their podcast is about, what their their brand or their movement, their community is about, and also themselves. So thank you both for joining. Thank you for having us. We're excited. Thank you. Thank you. And I, as, as I said, um, you guys are both, I'd love to hear more about you guys. One, you know, what you're, what, what you're up to, where you're from, what you've been doing. That's the best you know, way to get, kick this off. I'd love to hear more about each of you. You can explain to the listeners also uh, what you guys do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we have like sort of a funny story and we'll get to sort of the comical midpoint of this <laughs> elevator speech, if you will. Yes. Um, but basically, so I, this is Sam speaking for voice recognition for everyone listening. Yes. Yes. Um, but I'm, you know, a New Yorker and work in PR and have, you know, sort of my own usual, you know, nine to never ending o'clock job and whatnot. But I also always had this passion for politics and was a government major in college and always wanted sort of like a way to continue to pursue that passion and whatnot. And when I moved to, you know, the city and was sort of getting going in that, you know, young adult life, I tried to get involved with all these different organizations and whatnot, yeah. you know, step my toe into the political waters in the city and there just wasn't anything that really appealed it just didn't feel right and then come 2018 the midterm elections there i also noticed so many of my friends didn't 
vote and they weren't even registered to vote. It was like so far back in that step, mm. right? Like mm. they weren't even, it wasn't like, oh, you know, I didn't decide to do that. I went to Pilates and said, it's like, no, you're not even registered. So <laughs> it was like a little bit like, oh, wow. Like eye-opening, funny, but eye-opening, concerning also. Yes. And so I like really had this sort of eye-opening moment where I was like, what is, there are two problems here. How do we solve them? And I, you know, thought, okay, well, my friends love going to events. They love going to Pilates, example, exhibit A. They, you know, they love going to a cooking yeah. class and doing all of the activities that classic like Manhattan, Brooklyn, you know, New York has to offer, whatever. Of course. So we created an events platform uh, that was really fun and still exists post COVID. I promise everyone we're going to have events back um, once we get some vaccines and arms and whatnot. Um, But basically, you know, the platform was leading with all these activities that people actually want to do and then integrating a political arm to them. So having a political panel led by a, you know, a bunch of elected officials or uh, organizations within the city to provide the answers to everyone's stupid questions, because part of the issue with why people weren't even registered to vote, their answers were, it's too intimidating. I don't even know the basics. I don't know where to start. So we wanted to really give that foundation before even getting in edgewise of like, maybe like you should consider like this like in-depth analysis of XYZ political issue or whatever. It's like, well, no one's gonna understand that if you don't even explain the basics. So long story short, started that. And then of course, let's fast forward to the lovely pandemic panorama like Pangea, whatever that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> honestly, my, the only good thing to come out of this pandemic is maybe the way to describe it because that kills me. Exactly. <laughs> right? Like it's just, it's golden. And um, with that, I was like sort of, you know, thinking on my feet, like, okay, what could we do? What could we do? And I was scrolling on Instagram and sort of just looking for, you know, other people that would be interested in what we were doing and whatnot. And I came across Maddie and we literally connected on Instagram and she says to me in DMs, like, this is the most millennial <laughs> stuff you'll ever hear. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Mm. And the rest, I kid you not, is history because Love we literally that. launched in September and it's been going great and everything's been like super fun and cool. And we've just expanded that message and that movement of providing all those answers to your quote unquote stupid questions yeah. you know that people have and are too scared to ask them so now we just we ask all the stupid questions so that no one else has to i love that i love that and the stupid question portion i'm gonna let maddie also introduce herself um but i have some follow-ups i love this i'll let you go ahead maddie yeah i mean my kind of i guess journey with this started i mean i also studied political science in college i've always been interested mm-hmm. in it um it's I was, I, you know, we just talked and that, you know, you were an athlete. I was also an athlete. So that was like my whole life growing up. I played in soccer in college. And so I found in college with my like studies that politics was definitely like this underlying passion of mine. And so when I finished playing, um, I knew that that's what I wanted to do and where I wanted to work. So since then I've worked on a few campaigns. Um, I've worked in a real estate development company, um, doing some government affairs stuff. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I, Sam just literally added me on Instagram and I just looked at what she did. I DM'd her. I was like, um, I love what you're doing. This is amazing. We just kind of hit it off from there. So like anyone listening, take that leap, you know, yes. just let that person know that what they're doing is cool. You never know what can happen. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I always had just like a daydream of starting a podcast and I never yeah. thought it would happen. 
Um, but yeah, Sam and I connected and like two psychopaths, like we just started a podcast together as strangers. So (laughs) that's awesome. No, I love it because as you mentioned, take the leap, do what you're passionate about. You guys are both passionate about this. And I love the fact you said, ask the, like, you know, you guys have segments, ask the stupid questions because it's true. I'm not gonna lie. I know finance really well, but I don't know politics as well as I should have. I don't feel as informed. And I feel like, and I guess I want to ask you guys about this, but there's so much discussion on social media a lot of its memes a lot of the stuff that's may not be as you said informed people haven't really even got the basics yet, but they're sharing all these information back and forth that that could be really wrong at times but you know let's talk about the pockets talk about the movement i like to call it a movement because i think it is a movement yeah. but what is girl in the gov what what have we what have you guys started and what does it mean what's the what's the mission statement what are you guys trying to get across uh, when it comes to the podcast and the movement Yeah, I mean, I think we're trying to really like rebrand politics. We want to make it approachable. We want to make it far from intimidating. We want to make it exactly the opposite of it. And we want to make it a sort of a safe safe space for learning in a way that people can interact with one another and learn from each other and sort of move forward to create policy and discuss policy uh, that could actually be good for us all. Yeah. We like to call ourselves the Google Translate of politics. There you go. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's important. Like we just have found that it's very important to get people civically engaged, especially young people. Um, yeah. I mean, this last election in 2020 was really inspiring just to see like the movement of people who started to pay attention, who got out to vote. It's amazing. We only want to keep keep that going. And I think the demographic that we're targeting um is definitely one that needs to be more engaged and needs to pay more attention. And that's just like girls like us and literally yeah. our friends that like they're our friends are probably the muse that started all this of just having like not really having these political conversations, like friends not being registered mm. to vote. So things like that, I think, you know, even before Sam and I met were kind of triggering for both of us and like something that we wanted to definitely change. And I think, you know, Sam started with Girl in the Gov, but, you know, I think we want to continue that mission um, through the podcast and hopefully, you know, through different arms as we move forward too. That, that sounds great. And I will admit, I, I'm definitely registered. I definitely have been voting. So at least I've got the bar minimum. So appreciate you. Proud but with you. you guys, thank you. <laughs> with you guys, I can hopefully get more involved, more in tune, more in touch. Um, and you guys, I saw your podcast, you guys speak and interview a lot of people within politics. I guess this is a question I didn't have brief you guys on, but talk to you more about, you know, what do you guys think? Obviously, the first thing to get going, you said get registered, get, get more informed. Obviously, we can do that like through listening to you guys and, and what you guys do. But um, even on a, another level, like what's more important? I, there, you always hear this question, what's more important? Local governments or federal, is there one that's more important or how should people approach that? Which they, where should they get more involved in? If like for myself, like I'm voting, yes, but where if I really want to say, hey, I want to make more of a change or where with my community, with people that I'm, you know, supporting like as a, you know, a Democrat, where, where can I be doing these things? How do I do it? Yeah, that's a really good question. And we talk about this all the time. We are broken records about this, that um, it's so important to interact with your local and state government. Mm. Um they each play such an important role in your life. So I don't, I, I feel bad choosing one, but I think what we try to preach on our show is just highlighting local and state government. Cause it's just more forgotten yeah. and people don't realize the impact that they can have um, on local and state governments. And that that's where you'll see change like right away yeah. um, because it's right in your backyard. It's right in your neighborhood. And you also yeah. have, um, I guess, a clearer line of communication with those elected officials um, since they are local to you. 
Um, I think also we keep talking about too, just how this last year with the pandemic, with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, we've been, been able to realize that like, oh, our you know, our mayors matter, how they, you know, govern our police force that matters. And that's who we talk to about things like police brutality and, and, you know, change there to, you know, COVID and like paying attention to your county and local and state government of like how our numbers are, what's opening, Mm. what can we do when we, when do we get vaccinated? Like just to interact more with those, you know, levels of government is very important. And I'm, I'm, you know, I think it's a silver lining of the kind of shitty, 2020 that we've had um to now be able to pay attention to those things and realize the impact that they have truth no that is uh, a fair fair point and and you're right get involved locally that's one thing i think i need to get better at obviously we're paying attention to the federal paying attention to the bigger bigger picture things but getting right involved locally maybe that's a function of me you know moving more awesome that but that's an excuse i shouldn't be relying on get involved asap um and make sure that I'm, you know, helping along those lines, you know, uh, this is another question I did have. I'm horrible. I keep throwing all these tangential questions in. Please uh, <laughs> I know I saw that the rock said that he might, he would be open to running. I think Mark Cuban is also gearing up for some sort of political run. What do you guys think about this newfound, like people that aren't like career politicians that are maybe like, you know, you know, obviously how we saw it worked out with the, you know, reality show person stepping in, but um, these people that are, you know, not career politicians and they're, they're jumping into the fray. I mean, do you think you guys will see that more of, um, do you think it's good for politics, bad? What, what, what are you guys thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a convoluted question in a sense and a convoluted answer that I'll say. Yeah, for sure. um, the idea of celebrities in politics isn't a new one, right? We've got Ronald Reagan. We've got Arnold. Mm. Oh my gosh, I cannot say. I just name. heard of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Guys, I have like a late in life speech impediment. It's fine. <laughs> we've realized that since we started a podcast, we're like, wait, we both can't speak. It's fine. <laughs> we're like the one thing you have one job and we can't. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Trust us with nothing, clearly. No, but seriously, in terms of sort of this, you know, politics meets celebs, I think, look, it's an old trend and it kind of goes in waves. And we're just at another point where, you know, it, it's peaking at this point. And we'll sort of see that, you know, go back down, I think, at another yeah. point as well. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, right now, there has been such a volatile environment that everyone wants everyone to take a stand, right? Like everyone wants to know like, what are your values? What do you stand for? What am I purchasing and what's behind it? And like all of that. So I think it pushes celebrities to have to take a stand and then they realize they have a platform and then some of them you know, really take it to the next level. Who actually decides to jump in or not? I mean, let's see. I think it can be a positive thing if it's been being done for the right reasons and they have actual policy experts and whatnot under um, under them that they're working with and they're really getting in depth with what they're running for and actually yes. understanding what's at stake. I think where yeah. it's it really dangerous is when it's just for, you know, an ego move, right? Which or power. Is, yeah, exactly. And so like, not to name that who shall not be named, but like, yeah. that's like a great example, right? <laughs> you go from having your reality TV show to making the United States one. And it's like, well, I don't want to see this live at eight. I want to turn that, this off. Like, yeah. no, I love that, Sam. I love Seriously. that. Wait, but Seriously. there's also like, I, I love this question too, because I feel like it's also just about representation. I mean, the other like part of your question was, you know, non-career politicians running. Yeah. I love that. Um, <laughs> I love the idea uh, and I, you know, of getting these career politicians maybe out, new faces in that yeah. are representative of people. And some, yeah. you know, maybe a celebrity can do that, but 
Um, you know, we see, we've seen like this wave of kind of people who have no political experience running for office. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think it's great. I mean, from AOC who just like literally was a waitress and a bartender who just jumped in and was like one of the biggest political forces we've ever seen. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I mean, I love, I love that. And I think we need more of that. And we always push that here too, of just, um, you know, everyone should maybe start to consider like, would you run for office? It's important to have people whatever your background is, it's important to have people in office that are representative of us. And, you know, that is your, you know, your waitresses, that is like, you know, people on the stock market, in the stock market, (laughs) you know, people from all walks of life, we need, you know, involved in politics and ideally like in, in the, in the game, in the realm and like working with with our government for sure. No, that's a great point, Maddie. It should be representative representative of the peoples you mentioned and and we are a changing country we are changing peoples so there needs to be more better like you said representation more representation to speak the voice really the government said speaking and being a voice for every everyone every pocket of this country your local government all those things that's so important and so to have people that have experienced things that the majority of Americans has experienced and being able to say, hey, I've experienced this. Like I said, like AOC is a great example. Now I'm able to say, hey, this is the real. I can say from experience what people are facing and now I'm able to change laws, be able to make different things. That is super, super important and yeah. is much more needed. So that's a great point. Let's let's switch back to Girl in the Gulf because I, I want to talk more about that. You know, it's just within a time capsule, five, 10 years from now, what would be the best case scenario of what you guys have accomplished, how you guys have changed things and, and made waves with the movement, with the pockets. I'd love to hear from both of you what, what it looks like for the five year you know, vision, five, 10 year vision. Wow, okay, hard question. <laughs> like <laughs> We haven't even really sat down and made our five to 10 year plan yet, but I feel like we both just have like a whole fruitful mind of ideas um, of and ways we want to branch out and expand. Um, I mean, Sam started it, so I know she has her own vision. It's it's her baby. So yes, Sam, yeah. like, you yeah. I mean, I think like Maddie said, like we we are creative brains, and I don't think there's like a moment where our brains aren't going like five million miles an hour, thinking yeah. of like all of the different possibilities and avenues that we can sort of take this thing, right? And I think you know, at our core, we began as this events company, and once we we're able to return to that, that engine will again be sort of running and. I ideally, you know, that's something that we'll be able to bring to cities across the United States, that it's not just a New York thing. You know, they'll hopefully we'll have, you know, California going, we'll have Chicago, we'll have Texas going, we'll have all these different engines moving and grooving for lack of a better phrase. Can you tell I'm in PR? Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) nothing, not a sentence without a cheesy phrase, but (laughs) regardless of the cheesy phrase, I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of momentum put towards that end of things, but also with the podcast, you know, we want to sort of continue this message. And I think there's going to be a lot of branches that come out of that for us as well from sort of the partnerships that we're working on now and where those will have legs to, you know, live events that we'll do and hopefully, you know, do some tours and whatnot to, oh, uh, geez, yeah, I, like, we're right? doing big here. We're still babies, but we're ready for our tour, our world tour. I love it. I love it. <laughs> We'll be signing autographs. It's fine. Like, yeah, we're it. we're manifesting it all. So, do people even still collect signed autographs? Is that I, right? I think it's more selfies. They will selfies. want to take selfies with you guys. It's it's transitioned, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know. Damn, I have a really good signature, guys. Like it's really cute. Oh, mine's off. Oh. <laughs> I'm ready bad. for the selfies. I'm ready for the selfies. <laughs> well, either way, selfies, signatures, and whatever. The you know, Love I think that. the world is a little bit of our oyster with it, and. 
I think, you know, if this year has proven anything, it's so unpredictable as to what's going to be thrown our way. And, yeah. um, you know, we'll have to, you know, react to those curveballs as they can sort of continue to come at us. But I think that regardless is sort of an overarching goal and pathway forward is that there's yeah. a lot more to come for Girl in the Gov. And I think um, people will be really excited about where we land. No, yeah, I'm... I'm Go ahead, go ahead, Maddie. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna. Say, I mean, I also just think like the world is our oyster too with this. I mean, I feel like there's not really young women talking about politics, period, um, and there's not many people working to engage young women and like people our age in politics and get people involved in a fun way. Um, so I think there is a lot of surfaces that have yet to be scratched by anyone that I, you know, think that we we can get there and do things um that i don't know i i haven't even thought of yet so it's it's exciting i, I feel it. like there's so much we can do with it um with that with this mission and i'm really excited to just see where it goes no 100 i'm excited to see where it goes for you too because one you're in an area where people are super passionate about there's no end to the amount of people that are going to be intertwined with what you do you two great personalities great information intellectuals understand this area so much uh whereas again someone like me can learn so much from you two and then lastly i think like you said you just you just it's a baby concept that's going to keep growing over time it can compound and i can speak to that as you know something that is baby concept that just grew and grew fast so i love love that so i'm excited you know i'm definitely going to try to you know because when you do the first new york show i'm going to be there so we'll, we'll do that and have a bit <laughs> yes. up. um and then yeah and then where can you guys be found i'd love to then kind of close with where you guys can both be found and also the podcast yeah, yeah. Um, Maddie, you're better at this. Oh, okay. Here we go. Whole spiel. Um, we can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. So yes. at, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout. I don't know. Everywhere. <laughs> um, but link in our bio. It's all there. Wherever you yes. listen, you can get the link there. Um, but yeah, we're on Instagram. We have a girl on the gov Instagram. We have a girl on the gov the podcast Instagram. Wow. We have a new TikTok girl on the oh, gov. Nice. We have a Twitter girl on the gov one. Um, we're just, we're, you know, we're branching out everywhere. We're trying to, you know, be seen. So go find us there. Um, but yeah, we go live every, not live, live, but we release episodes every Wednesday. <laughs> um, we have amazing guests on and we just are trying to cover all these important topics in a simplified way, in a fun way as well. Um, so yeah, tune in. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you both for joining. Um, really appreciate it. We'll definitely, you know, have you guys on again and really, really appreciate this time, this information um, and, and hoping for even more great things in the future. Likewise. Thank yeah. You thank so you so much. Thank you so much for having us.